Hi, Lloyd. A little slow tonight, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, Mr. Torrance. What will it be? I'm awfully glad you asked me that, Lloyd. Because I just happen to have two 20s and two 10s right here in my wallet. I was afraid they were going to be there next April. So here's what. Slip me a bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. You can do that, can't you, Lloyd? You're not too busy, are you? <laughs> no, sir. Not busy at all. Good man. You set him up, and I'll knock him back, Lloyd. One by one. Welcome to a special edition of the Bourbon and Branch podcast. Today is the first installment of the first ever Bourbon and Branch podcast boozy snack bracket blowout. 24 different bourbons will be facing my selective palate. Seated number one, rarest of the rare, to number six, always available with an exception here or there. The rules are pretty simple. Number one seeds will battle number six seeds. Number two seeds will battle number five seeds and number three seeds will battle number four seeds. Before I get started with round one of the Boozy Snack Bracket Blowout, let me give everyone a rundown of the 24 competitors vying for Bourbon and Branch pod renowned status, as well as Boozy Snack bragging rights for eternity, or until I come across that next blow my socks off bottle. In no particular order, the number one seeds are 2018 Old Forester Birthday Bourbon, Van Winkle 12 Year Lot B, Happy Van Winkle 20 Year, and William LaRue Weller 2018 BTEC. The number two seeds are Blood Oath Pack Number 5, Blood Oath Pack Number 6, Rock Hill Farms Single Barrel, and Weller Foolproof. The number three seeds are Elmer T. Lee, Peerless Bourbon, Parker's Heritage Barrel Finished, and Weller Single Barrel. The number four seeds are Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, Weller CYPB, Four Roses Small Bat Select, and 1792 Bottled and Bond. The number five seeds are 1792 Foolproof, Booker's Rebel Yale Tenure, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, and finally, the number six seeds are Early Times Bottled and Bond, Noah's Mill, Evan Williams Bottled and Bond, and Makers 46. So now that you know the 24 Boozy Snacks, let's begin round number one and start whittling down the first six contenders. Up first, a true David versus Goliath battle between Pappy Van Winkle 20 Year and Makers 46. Let the games begin. Delicious bourbon, brownest of the brown liquors. So tempting. What's that? You want me to drink you, but I'm in the middle of a trial. Excuse me. Hello, David. I'm really tempted. Just take it one day at a time and know that I love you. I love you too, man. So here we go with our first competitors. I'm expecting there will be some tough choices 
and maybe even a few upsets as the Boozy Snack bracket blowout goes through each round. But in this first contest, I would be very surprised if the underdog, which is Makers 46, a six seed, pulls off a Cinderella against none other than Old Pappy himself. And when I say old, I am talking 20 years old. So I'll taste the Makers 46 first, and then I'll go to the Pappy 20 and give you some brief thoughts on each, some notes, those kind of things. I'm not going to get real scientific on this one or go into an in-depth review. It's more about figuring out which one is the best. So on to the first taste, which is the Makers Mark 46. So on the nose, it smells good. The Your basics, the vanilla at first, the caramel, those kind of things pop right away. On the palate, it's really smooth at first. There is a bit of some char there. Um, kind of a slight burn and ethanol there. Not as smooth in the middle as it is at the beginning. So it's a good bourbon, a good solid quality bourbon. It is a weeder, but it's not one of those knock your knock it out of the park type bourbons, I guess is what I'm saying. It's it'd make a great uh mixer for high-end cocktails. It's even though, you know, it's it's pretty simple on its own, I'd say. If you went to a bar and they had different tiers of bourbon and you wanted to kind of go in that middle range area, I'd definitely say Maker's Mark 46 fits that bill, fits that description. Like I said, it's it's sort of an easy drinker, a little bit, you know, it's like I said, smoother in, in, at the beginning than at the end, but, you know, not a lot going on, not a lot of... Um, Flavors, not a lot of, you know, aromas there, but a good solid quality bourbon to start off with. Okay, cleanse my pot a little bit here. Before I move on to old Pappy himself, the 20-year-old. So on the nose, right away different. I mean, you can tell that this has got 20 years of aging going on. There's a lot more going on in the nose right away. You get more of that dark fruit, fruit aromas. You get that, a little bit of citrus in there. So it's very sweet on the, on the nose, but there's also a lot of other notes going on that you can tell that just make, is going to make this, I, what I would assume, have a lot more complexity than the Maker's 46. Let's take a taste, see how it goes. So right away, I'm already getting way more complexity out of that. The fruit that I mentioned right away, a combination of that dark fruit, that cherry or say plum, kind of mingles with some citrus. Uh, there's definitely some oak there. 
not like overbearing oak or gonna kill you type oak, but right away that little that nice combination of the oak and that dark fruit pop. In the middle, I'd say you get a little more of that earthy, kind of a tobacco taste, kind of mingling with some, I'd say what is kind of a rye spice. It's got a lot going on. Would I say it's the greatest bourbon I've ever drank in my life? Probably not, but it definitely is going to take around this round right here versus the Maker's Mark, which I kind of thought that it'd be tough for that number six seed to pull the upset over the number one seed. But you never know. You never, you know, there might be some upsets along the way. This is not one of them. So on to the next one. So, on to the next contest, and I apologize for the first one. Got a little bit ahead of myself and didn't give you guys enough information about the actual contestants. So, I'll go back to those first two bottles, give a little bit of details on those, and then from now on, I'll give you the details on the each round, the bottles, the, the selections, etc., etc. So, last round, the number one seed was Pappy Van Winkle, 20 years, 20 year old. And of course, you know, it's Pappy Van Winkle, it's super rare. Um, and I'll just go with the proof on that one was 90.4 proof. So the number six seed and not so rare happened to be Makers 46 uh, from Makers Mark, of course, and it's 94 proof. So we're now on to this contest, which pits the number two seed, Blood Oath. Pack number six versus tried and true number five seed Booker's bourbon. So the Blood Oath Pack six, six is another kind of limited release, hard to come by bourbon. Um, it's 49.3 alcohol by volume, which is 98.6 proof. And it comes from Lux Road Distilleries. On the other hand, we've got the Booker's, the number five seed which um, of course is bottled uh, by Jim Beam in Claremont, Kentucky. And it's got a little bit more bite to it. It's actually 128.1 proof. This batch actually happens to be, it's aged six years, eight months, 14 days. It is batch number two from 04 of 2017. So. That's a little information for you on that one. So I'm going to start off first and take a sip of the lower seed, which would be the Booker's. This is the high potency, the high proof bourbon. On the nose, surprisingly, I'm not getting a whole lot here, which is a little shocking being that it's a high proof and, you know, Booker's is a small batch it's a single barrel type bourbon. It's uncut and unfiltered, yada, 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 but not getting a lot on the nose there, which is kind of surprising. Mainly just a little bit of just kind of a sweet, mellow aroma from it, which I think is going to belie the fact that Booker's has some punch to it. So let's take a sip of it and see how it goes. 
much different on the actual palate, the taste of it. There's a lot more going on, which is surprising, but it's very, um, it's got a little bit of kick in the first, a little burn because of the high proof, but it's goes down rather smooth, medium to finish. I'm getting a lot of the first taste I got from the very beginning was a combination of char mixed with a little bit of like the sweet vanilla, sweet corn. Not many fruit notes going on that I can tell. Mostly that classic bourbon flavor of the vanilla, the caramel, maybe a little bit of maple there. Kind of mixed in with that oak and that char. Booker's is always good stuff. I mean, it's one of those, you know, when the bourbon started kind of getting that market of having like those fancy high-end bottles, kind of going away from, you know, the tradition of bourbon kind of being considered such a like kind of a cheap man's drink or whatever, so to say. Booker's is one of those first ones that came out. It was kind of the fancy one from Jim Beam. And usually it doesn't disappoint. And I can say this is not disappointing. It's actually a good, solid bourbon that a bourbon drinker, a bourbon lover would like. So let's go on to the next one, the Blood Oath pack number six. Like I mentioned before, it is a little lighter in the proof. Um, it's 98.6. The um, kind of the, I guess you would say kind of the, the neatness of this bottle is, is that this Blood Oath pack number six is finished in cognac barrels. So, you would think with that you're going to get some some of those kind of that, those wine those those sort of those almond that you know those notes that come from cognac you're going to get that kind of you know from the barrels into the the wine the into the the bourbon itself so let's give it a try and see how that goes so on the nose it does have a much more pleasing aroma than the Booker's did. Right away, you get you get that sweet fruit, almost sort of like a like a I guess a dark fruit, a a port kind of is what I'm getting right now. That wine type of a dark fruit, plum, grape, which I guess you know would come from that cognac finish. Also picking up some vanilla. Not a lot. It's it's mostly I, I'm the most most of the, what I'm getting right now is just that fruit and um, uh, those kind of scents from it. So take a taste, see how that goes. Smooth, a medium sweet flavor to it. Definitely get some of that light fruit fruitiness, that fruit note to it. This is gonna be a tough one because the Booker's has that traditional solid, you know, bourbon flavor you want. You know. The, the bourbon man, the, the vanilla, the tobacco, the earthiness, the char, the oak, those kind of things come from the Booker's. This is more of a refined, sort of like a smooth, easy, but still a lot going on. 
Hmm. The finish is like super smooth. There's not like hardly any burn as you drink it. Lots of, like I said, the fruit, the flavors. This is a very, um, this would be a great bourbon to introduce to somebody that's maybe kind of past that initial part of like they start, they're starting to like whiskeys and try more whiskeys and they want to go move up into something more with flavor profiles and complexity. The Blood Oath would do it. The Booker's is more of like you go meet your uncle who loves bourbon and they usually drink stuff like Jim Beam or, or, or whatever, you know, bottom shelf, that type of bourbon. And you give them the Booker's and it's like, hey, you know, I know you like bourbon. Try some of this and it's going to kick it up a notch. Like I said, this one's tough, but my mind is telling me and my palate's telling me that there's an upset of Bruin here. I'm going to take the fifth seed this time over the two seed. So the Bookers wins this contest. Cheers. So we've made it to the final contest of round number one, and it should be a slobber knocker as number three seed Weller single barrel faces the number four seed 1792 bottled and bond. And before I give you a little the details and the bottles, I gotta say that the fancy glassware that I'm using is from a friend of mine, uh, Mitchell Ledbetter, the Canadian. Uh, buddy uh, on Twitter, you'll find him at Absolute Zero. Uh, he is a cool cu customer. He gave us these. I mean, they're just shot glasses, but they're they're serving the purpose of the Louisiana uh, blowout here. Great because I can use them to take little sips of bourbon. As you can kind of tell, I'm getting a little buzzed here. A lot of bourbon drinking here. But thanks, Mitchell. Um, thanks for following. Thanks for supporting the show. So let's move on to the uh, the contestants here. So like I said. The number three seed is Weller Single Barrel. It's uh, 48.5 alcohol by volume or 97 proof. And the number four seed is 1792 Bald and Bond, and it is 50% alcohol by volume or 100 proof, which is the standard Bald and Bond proof, which most you guys know that. So let's try the 792 first. Okay, on the nose, this is the first time out of all the ones I've tried so far, which I, I've known this from 1792 versions in the past. By the way, 1792 is distilled and bottled by Barton 1792 Distillery in Barstown, Kentucky. And that would also kind of point to the fact that most of the bourbons that are, are from the the Barton Distillery have that banana aroma, which I'm getting right away. The first thing I get off of this is that kind of like a, a caramel banana note on the nose, a, a creme brulee, so to speak, a banana's foster. It's sort of the main note that you get like right away. I mean, not a lot else going on at first. Do pick up some vanilla. 
and maybe a little bit of corn there, but that's that's about it. The banana note is so strong with this bourbon that you're not getting a lot of any of the, the earthier or the spicier notes from her, you know, it's just that banana, not really any cherry, any fruit, and you know, just sort of that one note banana, which sort of like, it's kind of disappointing as far as the nose goes. Don't get me wrong, I like that banana bread smell. It's a pleasing smell when you get it from a bourbon, but sometimes it, you know, can mean that maybe the flavors, the, the, the palate part of it's not going to be what you expect. So let's see how that goes. So, it's got some burn there, which for bottled and bond bourbon, of course, you know, by law, the bottled and bond um, practice of being four years old and all that type of stuff. We've been on this before, but there's a little slight burn on the beginning of it, but not so much the middle or the end. It does have that banana note at first, but it's not, it's really good. It's very pleasing. It's like a banana bread and that banana nut bread sweet but yet not too sweet i'd say very good and a, and a nice change of pace by the way the banana i mean being the strong banana note on the nose and then sort of going to that banana note on the palate right away isn't a bad thing necessarily it's sort of like you if you had like a a bourbon you wanted to sip after dinner you know, as maybe a dessert, an aperitif, maybe like you want to enjoy a nice cigar. This one would be a good choice for that. The banana is a bit overpowering, but it does have some other slight notes of vanilla, maybe a little bit of brown sugar. It's mostly a sweet kind of combination of notes. There's not a lot of the other if you're looking for spice, if you're looking for earth, tobacco, oak, char, you're not going to get it from the 1792 bottle and bond. I can tell you that. But it's very pleasing on the palate. It's very smooth, kind of silky. It's a very um, solid, solid uh, bottle and bond bourbon. Kind of hard to get around here. Not sure about other parts, but I'm glad I picked up a bottle of this and... I'll enjoy the last of this before I move on to cleanse my palate and try the Weller Single Barrel. So if you're familiar with Weller, it's a weeder. It's very similar in mash bill to most of your Pappy line. Um, if you ever had, if you you know, had the pleasure of trying different Pappy uh, products, um, the Single Barrel is another one of their newer releases that's come out along with some of the Foolproof, the CYPB. It's um, one of the ones you you want to find. If, I mean, if you can, if you can find it, it's very popular right now. Uh, people are sort of like, I guess, kind of hoarding them in a way. Um, because of the close proximity that it is to a uh, Pappy product. Um, in, in fact, I'm sure you go back and listen to my podcast. You probably know people that have, uh, do the poor man's Pappy, which they mix different kinds, such as like the old Weller Antique 107 with the Weller 12 to get, you know, quote unquote, poor man's Pappy. 
on this one, the nose, a lot different than the, than the um, 7092. More fruity right off the bat. I'm picking up fruit notes that I didn't get from the first one as far as like not, you know, aside from banana, you're getting more of the dark fruit, more of the, the cherry. Of course I get that sort of like that yeasty smell, which I guess is sort of the wheat coming out in it. The Almost like a sweet mash, like a sweet wheat mash type of like like sourdough bread, I guess. But if it had like a sweet note to it, is a lot what I'm is what, what I'm getting from this. Almost sort of also like the uh, kind of similar to the uh, blood oath that was finished in the cognac. It has sort of that wine, dark fruit, pork type of. Aroma to it. So, a lot different on the um, palate as well. A lot less of that sweet, desserty um, taste of the 792, more of like a earthier taste to this one. It's got You pick up the the sweet fruit, the dark fruit, the cherry, the plum, the wine note to that, along with a bit of what I'd say is oak and some char. It's surprisingly spicy, which could be an indication of being it's a single barrel, you know, coming straight from one particular barrel. You know, I mean, because they're all going to be different when they're single barrels. You know, it depends on where they're sort of at the rickhouse, things like that. It's very good. It's more of a, if you're going to go away from being like the sweet of the 792 to more of like a, you know, more of like a standard, stronger drink. This would, would also be good with a... Not a heavy cigar, but a light, a light cigar would be good with this as well. Having a hard time on this one too. I, I, I knew this is going to be a tough one on this one because, you know, threes versus fours, you know, they're so close in my mind anyway, as far as being like on those levels. I think, though, because of there is a little bit more char and smoke to this one that sort of like mingles in with the nice sweetness of it, the the spices, the 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 dark fruits. I'm going to say that I enjoyed the 1792 bottled and bond more than I did the Weller single barrel. I mean, teach his own, but this one. To me, is not. I mean, it's it's good bourbon. Don't get me wrong. But if I guess if I was gonna put it in a position of where I was gonna sit down and I wanted to sip on some bourbon, I would probably rather sip seventy ninety two for a longer period of time than I would say one 
say, drink or, or dram or pour of the Weller single barrel. Well, that is going to wrap up round one of the Boozy Snack Blowout Bracket. Um, surprisingly, you know, uh, Chalk was going to be the first round. Pappy 20 is going to take the Makers 46, which, you know, the number one seed. You know, they should move on versus something like, you know, kind of a standard, you know, bottle you can get pretty much anywhere. Surprisingly... You know, the next contest, taking the Bookers, which is a pretty easy to get, but, you know, higher in bourbon on the shelf. To me, I did enjoy that more than I did the Blood Oath Pack 6. And then another upset, I guess, if you want to call it that, very close, seating-wise. A 4 takes a number 3, and I preferred the 7092 Bottled and Bond over the Weller Single Barrel. Hope everybody enjoyed this first ever edition of the Boozy Snack Bracket Blowout, and we'll be moving on to round two soon, so keep an eye on that. Cheers, everybody. Turn out the lights, the party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night The part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again Thank you so much for listening to the Bourbon and Branch online podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite platform. And while you're sipping on your favorite whiskey, check out www.bourbonandbranch.online to keep up with my latest boozy snack adventures. It's where you'll find all the social media links as well as the contact page to give me a shout out. As always, enjoy your boozy snacks responsibly. Cheers!